Welcome to Dr. Mary Oz's Radical Change Now radio program. Today you will learn how to combine healing and the law of attraction to better your own life in mere weeks. Join us on our journey, which starts right now. Here's your host, Dr. Mary Oz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Radical Change Now, where we care about the changes that you want in life. We're always interested to hear what's working in your life, what's not working in your life, what do you want more of, and what do you want less of. And of course, if you're stuck in any way, shape, or form, we are always here to help you. Today, we have a very interesting show. I apologize. We're starting a few minutes late. That's what happens in the wonderful world of live TV and technology. But we have a wonderful show planned for you today. In fact, I'd like to welcome Dr. Colleen Carroll to the call. Welcome, Dr. Colleen. Hi. Thank you so much. So glad to be here with you today. Yeah, you know, you have such an important message for the world And it's all about kids being addicted to screens and just being on their iPhones and their gaming too often. So I feel like it's an honor to have you on the show today and get such an important message out to the world. Because I personally know of at least a half a dozen moms that are concerned mostly about their sons. Right. It's true that uh, boys tend to have a more obvious addiction, I think, uh, especially to video games. And girls have a more covert addiction, and it usually gets uh, worse in their teens. Uh, and it's more social media tends to be their biggest attractor. But boys, it's more obvious with the boys, that's for sure. Yes. So what I'd like to do is introduce you to the audience officially, and then I'm going to ask you if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. But I would really like our audience to understand today, we have Dr. Colleen Carroll, and she's a global expert in ending childhood screen addictions. She's a number one best-selling author, speaker, educator, and a coach to parents of screen-obsessed kids. She's honored with the Distinguished Emerging Leaders Award for her groundbreaking work and thought leadership in education from the prestigious organization Phi Delta Kappa International. Dr. Carroll teaches parents how to unglue, I love that word, unglue their kids from video games, social media, and love life again. Dr. Carroll delivers actionable steps to parents in an easy-to-follow format that even the busiest parents can do with their screen-obsessed kids. Her new book reached number one bestseller in three categories in 48 hours on Amazon this year. The name of her book is Hooked on Screens, How to Get Your 5 to 14-Year-Old to Put Down the Phones, Video Games, and Electronic Devices, and Pick Up a Book. So welcome, welcome, Dr. Colleen Carroll. Thank you. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Yeah. And so, yeah, share with us, like, how did you come to this message for the world? How did you end up here today wanting to make a big difference? Thank you. It's a great question because actually I never planned on being on this journey. I am an educator. I've been 20 years in public education and uh, teaching children and then teaching teachers and working with teachers as an administrator was always my passion. And I wanted to work more individually with parents on helping their children be better readers because literacy was my background. I've been uh, a reading teacher, a director of literacy in schools, assistant superintendent for curriculum instruction. And so I wanted to help parents really empower them to help their child. But in the conversations that I was having with parents, everyone I talked to said to me, I'd love to help my child be a better reader, but I'm struggling getting them off screens. Until you can solve my problem with my child won't stop playing video games or my child won't get off YouTube, then I really can't help my child be a better reader because that's my bigger problem. And so that became such a consistent message to me that I realized I really do need to help in that way. And I began doing an amazing amount of research. And interestingly, I had uh, just a little bit earlier finished a doctoral research project in technology use and technology and education. So technology background was wow. Wow. something that, <laughs> yeah, ironically, it was just an ironic 
uh, you know, co- combination of skill sets that really culminated into my interest in this. And then I became passionate about helping parents in this way. And um, ever since I've been working with parents to help them unglue their, their chronic there's their kids who are using screens chronically. You know, we're talking about children who have an obsessive use of screens or a chronic use of screens um, because everybody uses screens, right? I mean, right. It's, right. In today's era, um, parents and kids alike are on screens all the time. So the population that I work with and really want to help parents with are kids who are, you know, several hours a day, even if, or if they're not on it several hours a day, they want to be. Um, and so all parents can use this message for sure, but the ones I work specifically with are those who really need to unglue their kids from the device. Yeah, I love that. You know, when I was reading your little introduction here too, a couple of words jumped out at me, like just the word unglue, right? Because it's not just like tell your kid to get off the screen. Like sometimes you're really ungluing them. <laughs> and one of the messages here at Radical Change is we really just help people fall in love with their life and live their fullest life. So I feel, you know, loving life again. Uh-huh. is They're so young to think that they've already lost that or they're not, they're not really having a healthy area in life where they're outside and doing other things. So mm-hmm. I, love, I love that language as well. Thank you. And the whole idea of even how you and I met, right? Like um, I had reached out to you because we're in the middle of doing a series about how are books inspirational and how do they change our lives? Right. And you suggested to me, well, I'm really working on this other topic that's more important. So I feel like the universe, you know, like also changes our direction and helps Mm -hmm. us meet the people that we're supposed to meet at the right time. I so agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a show today prepared that's really going to help people dive deeper into understanding, you know, why are kids so attracted to the screens? Why is it so difficult? Well, first of all, why and what to do if they are is going to be our next show. But today's more about knowledge and information, how to really assess where is your child at, correct? Yes. Yeah, that needs to come first because so many parents are not sure how bad the problem is and are not able to really tell because it's hard to, you know, you can't really compare yourself to others uh, in this problem. You know, everybody is truly individual. So I've got a lot of um, discussion points to chat with you today about how parents can really tell if the problem is, if it's a problem in their home. Right, because a part of society really is have a phone, be a part of social media. Mm -hmm. And if it's not Facebook, it's um, Instagram or Snapchat, like, the, you know, some new thing is always popping up. Mm-hmm. And part of that is part of today's world. But we're really talking about when it's going too far and affecting children negatively. That's right. That's right. You know, and just a little sidebar, too. I was working with a woman this week, and she kept emphasizing to me that her kids are screen addicted. But she kept saying, but so is so is my husband and I. You know, uh-huh. like they may they may not be gaming, but they know they're constantly reaching for their phone or always right. in front of some type of screen. So it's not even an issue just for kids sometimes. No. And um, I did. I talk about this in my book. Actually, one of the very early chapters is about if, if you really want to make an impression on your child not to use screens. We realize as an adult, we really look, need to look within and ask ourselves, what are we modeling? Mm. And if we're modeling constant screen behavior, then we really can't come from a place of authenticity when we're asking our, our child not to be on screens. And, um, you know, if we're if we're on screens for work, let's say, as an adult, which in the evenings, oftentimes that's the case, um, our children can't differentiate. Well, mom and dad are just answering emails and I'm playing video games and emails are more important. <laughs> right? right. They're not going to be right. able to say that. So right. we really need to be. Uh, cognizant of if we're answering emails, you can't really say to our child, well, my work is more important and your time on screen is not important. Therefore, that, that's an imbalance that we don't want to, um, we don't want to you know, go there. So I say to parents, if you're going to be answering emails in the evening, batch your time so that when your child is doing their work, their homework, you're answering your emails in the evening at the same time. And then when it's time to put the screens away, uh, and when, the, when their homework time is done, your work time is done and everybody should have a, a non, you know, off screen time at night. So, <laughs> but right, there's a reason right. why, you know, there's a reason why it's not always, um, it's not always emails that parents are checking their screens for. Uh, all of us adults are also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram ourselves. And, 
Um, you know, I think what I, what I want to do now is get into why do people want to be on screen so much? Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's jump right in because what's the poll really about, right? Because I don't know that, I think parents often wonder like, why is my son or daughter uh, like on well, that item so much? So what's the poll all about? Yeah, it, it, it first of all, um, it really can be an addiction. And I want to break the news if, if people haven't heard it yet, that the World Health Organization just this week declared gaming disorder, screen addiction, great gaming disorder, an actual disease like wow. alcoholism and like chronic drug abuse. So wow. it is, I mean, this is, this is unprecedented because yeah. no one thought that it was real. Uh, but there is enough research out now, 20 years worth of research, that says that 5 to 15% of the population are in the United States are currently addicted at some level and have a gaming disorder, which is the just you know the term that they're using for um, screen addiction. Most of the time, it revolves around video games, uh, but it doesn't have to. But mm-hmm. but let's talk about why. So what's going on? First of all, is that video games, social media, YouTube, you know those those constant video watching. It's nonstop fun, right? And it's constant entertainment and it's actually a very lazy form of entertainment. You know, and the human mind likes to take the laziest route and that's not uh, an insult to anybody. That is just fact. All humans would rather find the quickest path to fun. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to be on video games or watching videos than having to go outside and play, you know, basketball, shoot hoops. It's a lot easier to um, be on, you know, social media than it is to actually play a board game or read a book because those are those are a little bit of work, right? So, so it's like you only have to exert your fingers instead of your whole body. Pretty much, and and you're getting consistently entertained for for free. Yes. Uh, so there's that aspect of it. Also, the um, animation is larger than life. You know, we always know like kids love cartoons. They always have. That's why cartoons exist. Now we put kids on screens and the cartoons are larger than life. They are faster. They are wittier. They uh, outsmart. They can outsmart you. They are, um, you know, they're fun. There's up leveling and, and winning prizes or you get a ping every time you get a new message, you know. So there's this instant gratification that comes along with these uh, cartoons on steroids. And then the screen is a super saturation of color, which is like the brain just on, you know, on candy. Uh, we know mm-hmm. when you have sugar and you're like, yum, that's the most delicious <laughs> thing I've ever tasted, right? Well, right. super saturation of color does the same thing through the optic nerve to the brain and makes your brain go, wow, this is just the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it almost has a drug-like effect. So you so add I- all that. I like that. I like that analogy. It's almost like if you think of a little boy or girl in a candy store, right? And they're just mesmerized by all the candy and the colors, and they want more than they can handle. That's right. And in a way, where these are older kids, and everything you're talking about draws them in, and they just want as much as they can get, but they don't realize too much candy, too much gaming, That's could right. be hurting them in ways they don't realize. Completely. Uh, Finally, you know, it's portable. So kids can even take it to bed, right? (laughs) And they do. Um, And they sneak it under the covers. (laughs) That's right. Especially if parents don't collect the the devices at night. So those are, you know, those are just some of the reasons. There's a lot more, but those are some really um, overt reasons that everybody really wants to be on screens. Mm, Makes a lot of sense. So why is too much screen time a problem? Like what happens for kids that it becomes a problem? Yeah, and just to be clear, there is no set hourly amount of time that uh, equates to too much screen time. So it really depends on the child. Some kids can spend a couple of hours on screens, walk away, and have literally no effect, no negative effects. Um, That's unusual because usually after several hours it does have, uh, but, you know, some kids might be on for half an hour and have negative effects. So I don't want parents to think, well, how many hours should my kids be on a day? It really depends on the child. But in general, um, depending on the child, too much screen time leads to many problems. It leads to brain inflammation. It leads to oxidative stress in the body. Um, your brain becomes in this constant fight or flight, stressed out uh, situation with cortisol running through the body constantly. And it's worse with video game playing, but it also happens just by being on social media and having that FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out experience mm, that kids yes. feel, <laughs> uh, or they watch YouTube videos and it gets them riled up. Um, you'll see personality changes in many kids. 
they after too much time they might start to lose their friends and social and exhibits antisocial behavior and that's all because their brain over time the brain actually begins to atrophy because of lack of use in the ways we want to be using it and video gaming and and social media and all that just causes the brain to just kind of atrophy and fall away um, particularly the area of the frontal cortex of the brain. It actually shrinks over time with excessive video gaming and excessive screen use. That actually causes brain damage. And it's not what it's not unlike what happens with other addictions. Same thing with drug addictions, same thing with alcoholism. Um, finally, one of the big problems is dopamine desensitization. And this is why we see so much addictive-like behaviors because when you first pick up a video game and you first start to get some pings and up levels and exciting winnings that you get a dopamine rush or when you first get on you know Instagram and people are commenting on your on your photos you get a dopamine rush but over time you need more and more of that in order to have the same effect so that's why a kid who played video games half an hour a day a year ago or even 6 months ago wants to be on 2, 3, 4 hours a day 6 months to a year later because it, wow. they're no longer being satisfied by the same amount of dopamine which is that that feel good hormone in our body. And I think that's why this becomes a really serious issue, a really serious concern. So even if we say screen obsessed, but it's really like another addiction, you're really up against the difficult task when you have a child or more than one of your children spending way too much time on their screens experiencing these side effects that you're talking about. Right. And when you get when you let it go too far, it's very hard to reverse. It's, you know, you're better off. That's why this message is for everybody, because anybody's child could fall into this scenario. And um, you just need to really pay attention to not letting that happen, because once it goes too far, it is reversible, but it's a lot harder to fix the problem once it's gone into full addiction or even what I call obsession before addiction than it is to monitor it and nip it in the bud before it gets there. So I know one thing I always have parents um, in my counseling practice tell me if they're concerned about their kids and screens, they get upset like, I want them outside. I want them playing with their friends. I want them studying more. Like I want them living their life. So when kids are on these screens so much, would you agree that they're missing out on things and what's like what's hurting them the most about what they're missing out on? Yeah, well, of course, there's only so many hours in a day. And so Mm -hmm. every hour or two or more that children are on screens, that's an hour or two or three that they're not doing something else. And in past times, it was usually something productive or physical, right? Either household chores or maybe reading a book or playing outside with friends or getting homework done earlier or getting more sleep, uh, getting fresh air, you know, maybe spending time with family or participating in after school clubs. Like think of all the things that kids would normally be doing if they weren't on video games. It's almost always something that would have been more productive, um, and so that's what they're missing, you know, and all of those things that I just named, including right down to chores and household responsibilities, those are brain empowering. Those are, you know, brain stimulating and video games and um, social media and chronic YouTube watching. None of those are brain empowering and none of those are brain stimulating. So it is uh, a very big problem because they are taking hours out of their day where they're not doing something productive that they could be. And I think I think how parents begin to feel, it's almost like they've lost a piece of their kid. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I just can't get them to do what they have to do. I, I just don't have a full enough connection or enough of his attention because right. the gaming or the screen time becomes so important to them. Well, and it is one of the side effects of screen, too much screen time is uh, loss of motivation loss of you know following directions and attention span so Mm -hmm. kids can't process directions the way they used to in multi-step directions become a problem attention span becomes a problem motivation becomes a problem that's the direct cause of excessive screen time so it's not the parent's fault usually or the communication hasn't broken down it's the child on screen's brain is being disrupted and Mm -hmm. therefore the, what used to work in the house won't work anymore in terms of asking your child to do their chores. 
Makes sense. So I'm going to ask you one more question, then we're going to take a quick commercial break. Um, So why is it that some kids seem addicted and others don't have a problem? Like you said, like some kids might play an hour and other parents let their kids play three, four hours or even longer than that. And Mm -hmm. some kids seem to be addicted and obsessed and some kids don't. Yeah. Well, and you know, some kids after an hour, some might be able to put down the device. You call the child, hey, come to dinner. They put down the device, they come to dinner and they don't, there's no problem. Where others, same hour, they might be argumentative and combative and throw a tantrum, right? So um, part of it is that you know, addiction is a tricky word. Um, and a lot of parents don't like to use that word with their child because they want to think their child is actually addicted. Um, so um, but, you know, now that we ha- uh, have a real diagnosis that this is actually a disease, we can think of it like all other addictions and diseases, right? Some people can, as adults, some people can drink alcohol and have a glass or two, maybe even every night, but be able to walk away from it at any given moment without skipping a beat. Others might have a glass every night or on the weekends and all of a sudden develop an addiction. It's because individuals brains and as far as uh, technology goes, individual brains will respond differently. Also, um, you know, boys tend to be more gravitate to video games. They tend to like that kind of activity more. So they will tend to develop an addiction toward video games more than girls will. And girls have that same kind of predilection towards social media or texting their friends, right? So they'll develop an Mm -hmm. addiction in that direction. Um, Kids with ADHD and autism are at a much higher risk for addiction than your average child. Now, not to say that your average child without any um, other pre-existing conditions won't, can't get addicted. They certainly can. But if you have ADHD or autism or some other emotional or mental disabilities, you already are a step closer to potentially having that problem. Um, kids who are shy or bullied or have trouble making friends or introverts, they all also become much more quickly addicted for whatever reason. Part of their personality finds joy or finds that dopamine rush a little more satisfying in video games. And so therefore, they are more quickly addicted than maybe their gregarious or outgoing friend. Not to say that right. those children can't be addicted, right? But there are some that just have a, a predilection for it. Um, You know, it's interesting in my own private practice, like if I observe the families that I've worked with, when I've had kids with ADHD that do a lot of gaming, I mm -hmm. feel that it affects them mood wise, depression wise, Mm -hmm. like I've actually seen that unfold. And then in the cases where I have family members with children that have autistic kids, we're always talking about how angry the kids are. Mm. when the parents try to take the gaming away. Mm. And then, right. of course, the, the shy kids, what I see, the pattern is more about, you know, less interaction with real people, real friends. Mm-hmm. It's easier to isolate themselves than learn yep. those social skills. And they will argue that they are meeting friends online because exactly. they're gaming yeah. with other people. So in their mind, they're not being antisocial. But yeah. we know truly it's that they are not making good friendships there, right? They yeah. just happen to name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different experience, you know. It's the difference between watching TV and dreaming about being an actor and actually being an actor, (laughs) right? There's a big difference there. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Before we take a commercial break, though, I, you know, if you listen to what Dr. Carol and myself are talking about, so we want to reach out to our listeners today. And perhaps you're a parent struggling with this and you know it. So you want to listen to the rest of the show. And Dr. Colleen's got some gifts for you. And perhaps you're a parent that's in denial and you actually don't really want to admit that your son or daughter is screen obsessed and spending too much time and you're seeing some of those behavior changes that aren't good. So we're challenging you to come on out of denial if that's you. And maybe you don't have children or this topic doesn't relate to you, but you have a niece or a nephew or a neighbor or perhaps you're a school teacher and you have a student in school that you know that you're concerned about. We kind of want you to think about not for just yourself and your own family today, but think about the kids that you need that might be heading down the wrong road because they're screen obsessed. And if this information is information that you know you can help yourself or your child with or another person's child, we want you to check out a gift that Dr. Colleen has. And you can find that gift at drmaryozfreegifts.com. And it's an actual quiz to really assess where is this particular child at, 
when it comes to being screen obsessed or addicted. So go to drmaryozfreegifts.com, quick commercial, and when we come back, more from Dr. Colleen Carroll. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you loving the content that Radical Change now has been sharing? Looking for more insights, strategies, and advice? Voice America is happy to announce Dr. Mary Oz's new online TV show called Life-Changing Results with Dr. Mary Oz. Come join as she reveals what it takes to have an amazing relationship with yourself, others, and the universe in ways that are not only healthy, but also extraordinary. If you are all about attracting and achieving life-changing results quickly and easily, this is for you. Join us at voiceamerica.tv and search for life-changing results. Are you ready to take the 30-day life-changing challenge that everyone is raving about? In this quick and easy guide, Dr. Mary Oz reveals how you can get started with your own life-changing challenge and begin receiving the results, healing, and transformation you have been longing for. If you love quick, easy, and powerful, this is a must for you. Get your hands on a copy instantly at RadicalChangeNow.com by providing your name and email so you can get started today. Your time is now, and we are here to help you get your radical change. Radical Change Now cares about your healing, transformation, and opportunity to create the radical change you want and deserve in your relationships and in your life. Dr. Mary Oz and her guests are powerful and effective healers, coaches, mentors, and energy workers that are already transforming their clients' lives in powerful ways. Each week, we share valuable insights and advice that helps you achieve the next level of healing and transforming. Visit our gift page to see all the valuable free downloads and webinars at drmaryozfreegifts.com. Radical change is when we receive the big changes in life that we want and deserve. The big changes that we tend to believe are difficult or not even possible. Are you interested in creating your own radical change? Dive deep with one of our coaches while we focus on you and your individual breakthrough. Our discovery session is designed to uncover hidden challenges that may be blocking you and provide you with a proven plan to achieve the change you seek once and for all. Call 1-833-447-CHANGE or visit RadicalChangeNow.com slash discovery. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. If you'd like to participate in our discussion today, the phone lines are open. Reach us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Let's get back to Radical Change Now. Here again is Dr. Mary Oz. So welcome back, everybody. We're here on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America, and we have a global expert in ending childhood screen addiction, Dr. Colleen Carroll. And we're just going through some questions that are um, helpful to our audience. If you're trying to help a child get less obsessed to a screen. So Dr. Colleen, I wanted to ask you, does age matter When, when we're talking about this topic? Does age matter? In terms of, is there a certain age where you have to worry about a child being addicted? Age really does not matter. I've met parents of kids in college who are dropping out of college at the age of 21, 22, because their screen addiction is finally coming to a head. And I've met parents of kids who are two years old, who are throwing complete tantrums and having absolute meltdowns when you take the iPad away from them after they've played a few games on the iPad. So if they're your child, quote unquote, and I use the word child here pretty liberally because that is not particularly, you know, it means that they're your offspring. It doesn't mean that they're a certain age group. (laughs) Right. So So if they're your child and, and they are on screens in excess in a way that makes you worry, then age does not matter. 
Um, most of the time, what matters is the amount of time they've been on screens in terms of how many years, like what age did you start putting a device in front of them or what age did they start asking for a device? So usually screen addiction doesn't occur within the first month or two, you know, of the child using. It's often a cumulative experience. So a child might pick up an iPad in early elementary school, but by late elementary school might have a full-blown addictive tendency, you know, or, or addictive uh, behaviors. So, you know, it's one age. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you just reminded me of the story. I remember working with a, a woman once and she had a young son and he just started to walk. So like he would walk around my office and he would be a little wobbly on his feet and we were having our session. And I just never forget this one day he walked across from mom towards me and he never used to do that. And I was like, oh, I wonder why he's coming towards me today. And he reached over and he picked up my phone. And I mean, his little finger was so tiny. He literally was just starting to walk. And he picked up my phone. And <laughs> I know he nobody likes yeah, he held it in his left hand and it's just seeing this little finger so tiny find the, he was looking for a certain square that was on his mom's phone, I guess. And then when he couldn't find it, he got really frustrated really fast. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that making an impression on me that this I mean, I've never seen a, a baby child so young pick up a mm-hmm. cell phone and actually know how to make it work. Yep. But then he instantly got frustrated when he couldn't find the Mickey Mouse square. Right. Right. Uh, so. right. And, and that's unusual behavior, typically, because a child might, you know, like if you give them blocks, they're going to try the circle, the square, the triangle before they get overly frustrated. But there's this something with screens where they get frustrated much more quickly if they don't get that instant gratification because they're used to it, even at the age of two. Yeah. Uh, the American so, Academy of Pediatrics, I just want to put out there, said sure. that there really shouldn't be any screen use before the age of 18 months, or I like to say two years old, um, except maybe like Skyping with grandma. <laughs> but they're, uh, because the brain is so malleable and so able to get addicted so quickly at that age that they recommend none. And I even like to say all the way up through elementary school, it should be limited, very limited. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to actually ask you to repeat that message, right, coming from the organization, because I don't think parents know that. I think parents think, you know, we're on iPhones, we have iPads. Mm -hmm. My child's going to be smarter and brighter if they know how to use a little iPad or computer or phone at an early age. And I think they get excited that their child can finagle their way through all that. So can you just repeat that? Because I would love to know that. Yeah, Yeah, that's an important message. That's I know it's it sounds. anti-intuitive because we would like to think that our kids being good on technology is a positive thing. But I'll tell you that Steve Jobs before his passing and all people in Silicon Valley, you know, folks who are highly involved in the tech world, the their their mantra is not to give a child a device before the age of 14 or so. Most of their kids go to wow. monastery schools or go to schools that you know, do not have technology. And the reason is because they know, they, they know the addictive tendencies that these devices have and they don't want their own children to fall prey to that. And they know that they don't need to be good at the age of 10 on the iPad in order to be successful right. in life. Right. But the American Academy of Pediatrics states that um, a, a toddler, let's say you know, 18 months or younger, should not be on screens at all. Except, as I stated, like if you're going to Skype grandma, then, you know, a few minutes and then shut it down. It's an adult thing you do with an adult on a rare occasion. That's right. right. A rare occasion just for communication purposes, not for not for gaming or recreational purposes. Then between the ages of two and six, there is no exact time that they specify, but they say that it should only be for um, uh, educational entertainment type purposes, or I mean, that's my wording, but let's just say educational purposes. Like if it's going to be a game, maybe a math game or a puzzle, something. Now, if you ask me, once you go down that road, you know, <laughs> you're opening up a can of worms because even educational games have instant gratification, pinging and leveling up and winning awards that still makes the brain have those dopamine hits. So I don't exactly agree with that recommendation. I'm just giving you what the APA says. and then above that, above the age of six uh, and into the teens, it's by parents, you know, uh, judicious oversight only um, and how you think your child can handle it. So again, no strong recommendations there. I like to say though, that if, 
if Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and the rest of their children shouldn't have a cell phone till 14 or older, then neither should anybody else's kids. Right. <laughs> and, no, absolutely. Uh, Makes same sense. Same thing with their own device. I don't think there's a reason to buy a child his own iPad at the age of 10. If there's a family iPad in the house and you want to take it out and use it for short periods of time and whether you're playing a game or something educational on it, that's fine, but there's no reason a child should have his or her own. It makes it much harder to take away when you've told them this is yours. Right. You know, rather than it's, it's like anything else. When they're young enough, you want to start them off on the right foot. Right. And we yeah. don't want to give them toys that are too mature for them. I use the word toy liberally here. Mm-hmm. But I think we don't realize that an iPad is really an adult device. It to, Even adults can't handle them properly, right? Like, how, think about how many adults have addictive behaviors, or so many of us, to their iPad, their cell phone. And now we're putting in the hands of children and we're expecting them to be able to manage it, self-monitor, you know, not to get upset when you take it away. And that's really, um, it's not possible. They're just not able to. The maturity level isn't there yet, and it shouldn't be. They're, they're kids. Right. So. So I know earlier in the show, you used the words obsessed with screens as opposed to addicted. So what's the difference between the two? Yeah, I have different levels that I like to talk about with my parents um, that I work closely with. And the first level really is child not interested in screens. Then we go to child liking screens. Then we go to maybe between liking and obsession. And obsession is not a medical term, but it's my term that helps parents really sort out the level before a true addiction where they might be obsessed, but... Um, eventually you can get them to put it down and they can go play outside and not have a, a, you know, a complete breakdown. Whereas once we're using the term addiction, we want to be careful that we really use that term when we mean it, uh, because now especially it's classified, gaming mm-hmm. disorder is a classified addiction. And in that case, when we're talking about a true addiction, that obsession becomes um, uncontrollable by the child or even by the parent. Um, and so uh, obsessive, obsessive screen behavior, though, is very worrisome because a child can very easily go from obsessed to addicted you know, in just a matter of weeks or a matter of a few more hours on. And so when the child is in a state of obsession, and like I said, Mike, the quiz that you've already shared with folks that we'll be giving away as a free gift, um, that will show parents where they fall in that continuum, where their child falls. They'll, they'll be able to tell if they're in the obsessed versus addicted stage. Um, it's good to know, though, and it's good to be very aware because when you're there, you can do a lot, many things about it to bring them back to maybe just the liking screen space. Once right. you get crossover into addicted, you can still do that, but it's even that much harder. Right. Okay, I love that. I love that distinction that you made. So, you know, I personally asked a few people to come to the call today, so I, I'm assuming they're out there listening. And I think perhaps the most important question, parents that are f- afraid and scared right now about screen obsession and addiction is, how can I tell if my child is addicted? So what advice do you have for our listeners today who are wondering, how can I be 100% sure whether or not my child is addicted? Right. Well, the American Psychiatric Association has created a diagnostic assessment that they use to, um, there's 10 questions, and that they use those 10 questions to help parents determine whether or not their child is actually, has, has an addiction or is in the addictive stage. I have taken that diagnostic assessment that they use, and I've turned it into my free resource, giving full credit to the APA for their questions. Therefore, we have a real association, psychiatric associations, um, you know, blessing to help us determine uh, whether the child is addicted. But what I have done is attach that to lots of free resources that parents can use and then given parents next steps. The problem with the APA's guidelines is they tell you if your child's addicted, but there's not a lot of <laughs> what do you do next from there um, besides maybe reach out to one of their psychiatrists. Um, but in my free resource, you can see where your child falls. You can figure out what to do next. You can get lots of free resources that where you know depending on the level that you're in. And then I also provide different phone numbers, especially if you are in the uh, latter stages of obsession and addiction. You know the steps that you need to take. The thing that is critical though is that to move on this because one thing I say to parents constantly is this does not get better by itself. As you mentioned, you know if you're in denial and it's very easy 
to maybe not see the situation so clearly because um, everybody's kids are on screens. And frankly, when a kid is on an iPad, right, and they're quiet, it's a whole lot easier to get your housework done or to cook dinner or to get your emails answered. And so it's been helpful in parents' lives. Uh, But we need to really be careful that we're not allowing that helpfulness of the device uh, taking care of our child for a little while when it really might be an addiction or an obsession that we have to make sure we we monitor and maybe cut that tie. So I, I, I want everybody to take that quiz, but I want to talk about the behaviors that they can start to notice right now. Shall we get into that? Actually, I was going to ask you a question because we are going to take a commercial break, and I was going to okay. save that question for after commercial break, but Perfect. can you give us just, we have two minutes to commercial break. Can you give us like just maybe one or two of the powerful questions so we can give our audience something to mull over before you come back next week? Sure, sure. So um, in terms of what's on the assessment, the quiz? Yep. yep. Yes. Okay. So um, one question would be when your child, when you take the device away, I'm paraphrasing here, right? But when you take the device away, what is your child's reaction? Does the child give the device over to the parent uh, willingly and get up and say, okay, time for the next activity, right? Time for homework, time for dinner. Or is there a full-blown temper tantrum meltdown? Or is there some behavior in between? Like, you know, not wanting to, a little bit of an argument, but eventually putting the device down. So if they put it down and walk away, chances are you have no real obsession or addictive problems. If they have a full-blown temper tantrum meltdown, (laughs) chances are you're on the higher end, right? Mm -hmm. And if they have the uh, part in the middle where they're, you know, they're going to argue with you a little bit and then um, they might get moody, but eventually they'll put it down and walk away. They're somewhere in the middle. They might be in the, uh, you know, on the way to obsession, which is you want to watch that because that can get worse over time, particularly if you let their time use creep up. So they're using it for an hour a day, but you know, a couple months now they're at two hours a day. Again, that dopamine rush, they need more and more time to fill it. So kids go from two hours a day to eight hours a day pretty quickly, <laughs> particularly over the winter. Yeah. So one of the things Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about the quiz is like it's measurable, right? The way I took a look at your quiz before we came on the show today. And it's, you know, it's got like these number breakdowns and you have different like warning, like the last one of the last ones was warning. Mm-hmm. But it's like so the parents would take the quiz, see where their child falls. And then no matter where they fell after they took the quiz, you have some advice and some words of wisdom for them about where they're actually at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And everybody, everybody, even for parents who have children that are, you know, they're saying, my child's not addicted, this is fine. I still urge them to go check out the quiz because I think the advice at the end is good about how mm-hmm. to just continually monitor and make sure you stay on that path then. Right. How, how to be informed, how to yes. be well informed. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going to encourage the audience to go to drmaryozfreegifts.com, scroll down to the bottom of their page, you'll see a lovely picture of Dr. Colleen Carroll, and she has a quiz and we're encouraging you to take the quiz and um, see where your child's at or some it could also be someone else's child that you know so if you want to put a little time and energy in for them we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back Dr. Colleen's going to talk about these behaviors that happen when your child is obsessed and or addicted to screens quick commercial break we'll be right back what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Radical Change Now cares about your healing, transformation, and opportunity to create the radical change you want and deserve in your relationships and in your life. Dr. Mary Oz and her guests are powerful and effective healers, coaches, mentors, and energy workers that are already transforming their clients' lives in powerful ways. Each week, we share valuable insights and advice that helps you achieve the next level of healing and transforming. Visit our gift page to see all the valuable free downloads and webinars at drmaryozfreegifts.com. Radical change is when we receive the big changes in life that we want and deserve. The big changes that we tend to believe are difficult or not even possible. Are you interested in creating your own radical change? Dive deep with one of our coaches while we focus on you and your individual breakthrough. Our discovery session is designed to uncover 
hidden challenges that may be blocking you and provide you with a proven plan to achieve the change you seek once and for all. Call 1-833-447-CHANGE or visit RadicalChangeNow.com slash discovery. Are you loving the content that Radical Change Now has been sharing? Looking for more insights, strategies, and advice? Voice America is happy to announce Dr. Mary Oz's new online TV show called Life-Changing Results with Dr. Mary Oz. Come join as she reveals what it takes to have an amazing relationship with yourself, others, and the universe in ways that are not only healthy, but also extraordinary. If you are all about attracting and achieving life-changing results quickly and easily, this is for you. Join us at voiceamerica.tv and search for life-changing results. Are you ready to take the 30-day life-changing challenge that everyone is raving about? In this quick and easy guide, Dr. Mary Oz reveals how you can get started with your own life-changing challenge and begin receiving the results, healing, and transformation you have been longing for. If you love quick, easy, and powerful, this is a must for you. Get your hands on a copy instantly at RadicalChangeNow.com by providing your name and email so you can get started today. Your time is now, and we are here to help you get your radical change. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. If you'd like to participate in our discussion today, the phone lines are open. Reach us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Let's get back to Radical Change Now. Here again is Dr. Mary Oz. So we're here with Dr. Carroll, and the clock is clicking fast, so I want to get a few more questions in with you, Dr. Carroll, uh, Colleen, before we have to end. So tell us about the behaviors that parents can expect to see. Right, okay, and they're not going to be the same for every child, so parents need to keep an open mind that any behavior that they would deem as negative and that is unusual for their child could potentially be a behavior that's being exhibited because of excessive screen use. So some behaviors might look like short-temperedness or a defiant attitude, you know, argumentative. Uh, some children become easily angered or all the way to full-blown rage, depending on how um, they're able to handle it. Sometimes they are unable to handle even small stressors anymore or get very frustrated or agitated easily. Uh, They might cry easily or have meltdowns for trivial reasons. Uh, Let's see. They might become really demanding, uh, blow up quickly at at a parent or a friend, which might be unusual. A lot of kids have trouble sleeping, too, because the blue light is causing their, uh, you know, their serotonin levels to be disrupted. So kids might. Ah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Particularly if they play in the second half of the day or if they spend a lot of time online in, at school. That's a whole other conversation that's not to be had today. But um, kids come home from school wired and tired, <laughs> which is a, a quote that you might see sometimes. In other words, their brain is kind of wound up and wiry, but they're exhausted because they haven't slept well the night before and they've been on screens a long time. Uh, we mentioned poor attention span earlier. You know, maybe they're, they're having trouble keeping eye contact with um, people and that wasn't a problem before. If they had a pre-existing condition, we talked about ADHD or autism, and now those uh, those symptoms might be getting worse or their behaviors. Exasperated, yeah. Exasperated, yeah. right, Yeah. Yes, they, they might, you know, whatever you might have seen it with your ADHD child, now all of a sudden that's um, elevated, right? So it just depends on the child. So sometimes they just don't want to be in school anymore, you know, and they're, yeah. um, they're, they're that's no a longer biggie. <laughs> That's a big one, yeah, right? They before, but yeah. they want to be playing video games. So, you know, and one of them might be um, irrational behavior that, uh when that when you take the screens away, you'll see that in the quiz too, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, one that's really important is that dopamine again. You know, they used to want to play for half an hour. Now they need to play for ninety minutes or two hours right. before they feel like they got their fix. That means you're getting, you know, you you want to be careful. So I think one of the things for parents is that they they get to a point where they think maybe it's the screens, and then they wonder, but maybe it's something else. So how do they tell the difference? Yeah, it, it really comes down to paying attention to 
how your child is interacting um, before screen time and after screen time. So, mm. so a lot of parents that I work with will tell me, you know, as soon as my child puts down the screen and comes to dinner or goes to do his homework, I can tell he's just wound up, right? Or he's really all of a sudden argumentative with me and he wasn't just an hour ago. Or, you know, um, he used to sleep fine and now he's having sleep problems. Right. And, and But, you know, he's been on screens for two or three hours a night. So... It just comes down to knowing your child. Do you see that there are differences in behavior before your child was a screen user and now? So it may not only be, it might not be before your child is using the screen today. It might have been, you know, what was going on six months ago before he was a chronic screen user? And then six months later, he's got all these behaviors that just weren't him. And a lot of times parents will take their child to the doctor saying, I don't know why, but he's having sleeping problems. And now all of a sudden he's lashing out at me. And the doctor will prescribe, you know, an antidepressant or a sleep medication. And really, they just have to take the child off screens. They just need maybe a digital detox for a little while. You know, it's true. I I have this uh, particular person I'm working with right now. And because of grades, he lost his screen time for like four months. And we're going into the summer and he's just getting it back because he ended up passing everything for the school year. Mm -hmm. But I see a difference in him just even in my one hour with him a week in my sessions, right? Uh That four months of no screen time and he's easier to engage with. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I ask parents, can you think of any other reason that this could be caused by? And most of the time they'll tell me no. (laughs) <laughs> so we want to encourage our listeners today to go to Dr. Mary Oz, freegifts.com. Anything else about the quiz that you want to tell us, Dr. Colleen, before we end today? You know, that's really quick. That This is not something that they're going to have to spend, you know, 20 minutes taking, half an hour taking. Uh, I know you said like you two minutes, like right? Three. Two minutes. Two minutes. You're in and then you're out. You know, you either know that this pertains to you or you know that it doesn't. There's a lot, not a lot of humming and hawing (laughs) over the answers. You'll either resonate with it or you won't. And if you won't, I just suggest you jump down and take a look at my suggestions. Uh, See if any of those make sense to follow. And if you do resonate with it, then spend a little bit more time really paying attention to the specific suggestions I make for your level so that you can know what to do next and help your child. Yeah, one of the things I love about you, Dr. Carroll, is that you really understand parents are busy, and you've set up something that the quiz, and next week we're also going to talk about programs that you run and what else to exactly do for your kids and how to get them in a detox screening program if they need it, but you're you're aware that parents are busy, and you've created easy-to-follow formats, so yeah. I think that's really important to mention today. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. It's been It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your powerful message with us. And I would like to invite our audience to join Dr. Colleen Carroll and myself next week. We'll be back and we'll be talking about uh, the title of the show is actually Your Child May Be Addicted to Screens. What Should You Do? And next week we have some very concrete, dive deep, actionable things to talk about and steps to take. And we're also going to, Dr. Colleen's going to offer another gift, which is some valuable time with her if you feel like you really need her one-on-one guidance. So be sure to come back next week to the Radical Change Now show where we're here to help you make the changes in your own life, in your business, or in your family's lives, the changes that are needed and wanted. Have an awesome week, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in this week for Radical Change Now. Be sure to join Dr. Mary Oz again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have the best week of your life.